And welcome to another great edition of Board Check, our weekly Impact Media hockey show featuring NHL and some EHL, ECHL uh, related news notes and the like. And also we'll talk some Predators, Hurricanes, and Gladiators. Lots going on, lots going on. As always, tons and tons. Tons and tons. It is like a uh, elephant habitat in here. Tons and tons of fun. As I said, I am Jeremy the Impact York. This is the Impact Media Weekly Hockey Show Board Check. Uh, this one called Hugo Boy. How does that tie in? Well, we'll get to that here soon. Producer Sassy is sitting next to me here. She is ready to go. So without further ado, further ado let's do that. We're going to start with some NHL uh, news and notes. Brad Marchand. He just might as well be called Brad Slewfoot Marchand because he has once again slewfooted someone and he has once again got suspended for it. I don't understand why why he does these type of antics. Because when Brad Marchand, Marchand, however you want to say it, when uh, when he's not doing these just, I don't know, goofball antics, uh, he's actually a top five scorer in the league, a top five player by far. But then he gets this wild hair idea that uh, it's okay to do things like this and try to, you know, trip people and slew foot people and things like that. And so the NHL said, you know what, don't just take three games off, which is about equivalent to a week. But as with any other sport, that is that is three games that he will make zero dollars. It doesn't seem to matter. Boston's still surging. They could use Brad. But, hey, Brad decided he needed a three-game break, so he got one. Speaking of Boston, we know that Fenway Sports Group, that owns the Boston Red Sox, is in the process of purchasing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, now we know for how much. How much are the Pittsburgh Penguins worth? Because what you're worth is what someone is willing to pay for you. It's where value and worth get kind of mixed up. How much is how much are the Penguins worth, or what do Fenway uh, Sports value them at? Well, nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's million with an M. Nine hundred million for the Penguins. Wow, that is a massive number. But now I'm curious to see how Fenway Sports Group manages the Penguins. I don't know the official takeover date when they're officially in their seats and in, in charge and everything. But moving forward, the Penguins have a new owner, and that is Fenway Sports Group, led by, I believe, John Henry is probably the most appropriately named person from Boston. 
Alexander Ovechkin gets goal number 750. Yeah, he is only 16 behind Yamir Yager for third overall, which means at this pace he should get it possibly before the end of the year. If not, I would say the first week of January or so. And then he will only be a handful behind Gordie Howe for second. There's a good chance that sometime next season he will pass Gordie. Then it's on to Wayne, which will probably take him a couple seasons to catch Wayne, because I believe Wayne is ahead of Gordie Howe by like 80 or so, maybe 100. I can't, can't remember. I don't have the list in front of me, but he's got a good ways to go. He's still got a handful of seasons before he's going to get in Gretzky territory, but Yager is uh, is not at a safe margin. And like I said, I would say sometime, probably this time next season, he'll probably be passing Gordy Howe, which is, it is we're watching history. This is like watching Bonds in the home run chase without the steroids and, and uh, just overall weirdness. This is like watching uh, Kobe and LeBron in our lifetimes, because hey, Michael was at the beginning of my lifetime, and hey, watching him was historic. Watching Kobe was historic. Watching Shaq was historic. Watching LeBron now is historic. Uh, you can throw in Kevin Durant, a couple other guys in now. Watching Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. You know you're watching something special. You know you're watching a historic future Hall of Famer. And even if the Capitals or Ovechkin are not your favorite, you got to respect and you got to, it's a must watch. If you get a chance to watch him, you have to, you just have to, I'm going to do my best to catch an Ovechkin game. uh, Maybe the next calendar year, just to, just to say you saw one, but Ovechkin to 750. Y'all gonna look out of all the things that the Rangers have had to overcome this year. They have done a good job of overcoming most of those, like having your uh, four of your top players out at various times during the first month of the season. But the blow they got dealt the other day may be a hard one to to uh, recover from. Igor Shosturkin, who is their breakout goaltender by far, they were hoping he would just uh, keep everything afloat for now. He is more than doing that. He has raised sails and put better uh, lumber on the hull. This this boat is not on. It is surging through the water because of him. Well, it seems he, he hit the ice pretty crazy the other day uh, on his stomach to make a, a just outlandishly crazy save. He makes the save and then couldn't get to his feet on his own, and he couldn't put a lot of weight on his right leg. The thing about hockey is it's either an upper body or a lower body injury. They're just calling it a lower body injury, and he is on the IR, meaning he will miss at least a week at this point, at least three games is how that works. Um, How will the Rangers cope with this? Well, I'll give you the summary review. They're going to do their dangest to just keep everything afloat until they can know more and get him back, see if they need to make a move. I don't think they need to make a move. I think he's going to be okay. He just needs to rest and, and heal. But definitely for more on this, check out our good friends at Blue Shirts Breakaway Podcast, who 
Uh, it is a New York Rangers podcast that Moonlights is a New York Mets podcast. But Ryan Mead and Greg Kaplan by far will have an in-depth breakdown of uh, Igor and what's going on with that. And uh, tell them, tell them Jeremy from uh, from Board Check Center sent you. Great podcast. Ryan Getzlaft is also going to miss some time with a lower body injury. The uh, possibly future Hall of Famer just does uh, has been having an outstanding season, and then he took a lower body injury the other day, and it uh, looks like he's going to miss some time as well. These surging ducks. I mean, I'll be honest, in my fantasy league, I just added John Gibson, their goaltender, that a thousand percent upgraded my goalie tandem. But uh, they, there's there's two main, or there's really three teams if you count Calgary, but we can kind of see Calgary, you know, a little bit in the distance being pretty good. The fact that the Ducks are uh, getting to be quite mighty again. And you look at the fact that, uh, once again, I have to say, I don't know if it was friend of the show, Cody Elias, or who it was, but somebody forgot to tell the Sharks they're not supposed to be good this year because they have been pretty dang good. And they have been thorns in the side of a lot of people. Both those teams, Anaheim and San Jose, are in the same division, so they have been wreaking havoc on... wreaking havoc on all kinds of teams out there in the West and kind of burning a path through the rest of the NHL. So we'll see what they do without Getzlaff. But the Ducks will probably just keep going, keep moving ahead. When he comes back, it'll it'll be like a, a great new toy at Christmas. Now, stop me when you've heard this before. Leon Dreisaitl has 21 goals and leads the league. Connor McDavid has 26 assists and leads the league. And with a total of 43 points, Leon Dreisaitl leads the NHL. So once again, these two, the best one-two tandem by far. I mean, this is Stockton to Malone. This is uh, Brady to Gronk. This is Montana to Rice. Uh, except for either one of them could be the quarterback or the receiver. It's just insane. So once again, Edmonton has the two points leaders, goals, assists, and points leaders, and they're having a pretty good year. I mean, Edmonton, at the at the given moment, are uh, second in the division just behind Calgary. But we've seen this year in and year out. And what we've seen is that they put up a ton of offensive numbers. They surge ahead. They do pretty good. And then between the first and second round of the playoffs, they find a way to to uh, lose and bow out. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to put up all these offensive numbers, especially the two of them, if they can sustain that once they hit playoff time. But it seems to happen every year, so we'll see if uh, if something different happens. Now we'll get into hat tricks. Jake Gensel had a hat trick in the second period of one game the other day. He ended up with four goals total. I believe he had one in the first, he had, and then he had three goals in the second. 
It's just insane. Gensel was one of those players that they thought were just going to be a young, good role player, and then there's a chance Gensel could be a league leader on a team that already has Malkin and Crosby. So it just seems like they keep reloading. Looks like Fenway Sports has got another star on their hands. Things are looking good for the Boston boys. Uh, Philip Forsberg, he had a hat trick the other day. He also had four goals in that particular game, and we will talk about that game here shortly. did that against Columbus. Uh, Mark Sheafley had a hat trick for the Winnipeg Jets, who are currently playing... who are currently playing against the Maple Leafs, uh, to which they had a six-goal period between the two teams. It was just insane. And then finally, here's a new, here's a new, uh, I'm sure we've heard this before, but I liked it. NHL.com writers come up with this, uh, or they put it on this. I'm not going to say they come up with it. They got it somewhere. Austin Hathews. Austin Hathews. Hathews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not Matthews, Hathews, because he had another hat trick. His fourth in his career. He's one that you just, if you play against him, you hope he just stays silent and dormant. You don't want to poke that bear because you do, and he wakes up and he scores two or three goals in, in like two periods, and suddenly you went from a 4-1 to one lead to losing 5-4. to four. And when he wakes up, so does everybody else around him. Jason Spezza and all the great stars up in Toronto. But uh, congratulations to all of those people who had hat tricks. Uh, finally, Brendan Lemieux, who got caught biting people again. He got a five-game suspension. You would think at some point that you would have somebody not try to... I mean, this is Happy Gilmore type stuff. You remember Happy Gilmore, who is a fictitious character from an Adam Sandler movie, but he got kicked out of a hockey league for taking off his skate and trying to stab someone. I think this is right in the same boat. When you 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 bit another player, when this happens in soccer, you get suspended big. I think five games is okay for now. If he does it again, I'd move it up to like 15 or 20 just to get the point across. But I want to end on a good note. So congratulations to Detroit Red Wings rookie, Lukey, Lukey, Lucas Raymond. Lucas, I'm sorry for messing your name up. He was the rookie of the month. For the NHL in 14 games, he had five goals and seven assists. And he is part of that youth movement in Detroit that is just fantastic. Like I said, when I grew up, this kind of dates and shows you when I was getting into hockey, part of the reason I liked the Red Wings was you had Iserman, you had Sergei Fedorov, you had uh, Hoshik and Chris Osgood, and you had uh, Dino Cicerelli. Just so many big-time people. It was kind of like the Yankees with their four, their core four. You had so many great young stars coming through at the same time. Detroit's kind of built that again, and that's led by Lucas Raymond, who is doing some fantastic things. So congratulations to them. It is fun to see Detroit start to surge back up. It'll be it, Ottawa is kind of doing a similar thing. So we'll see what happens with that moving forward. But, hey, congratulations to Raymond on being the Rookie of the Month, and we'll see what he has as an encore for December. Let's move into some Predator news. 
the Nashville Predators. We will talk about this uh, their games this past week. They had the win as they hosted the Columbus Blue Jackets six to nothing. That is where Forsberg had four total goals. Trennan had one, and Cousins had one as well. Four goals. That isn't. I mean, they didn't even need his four goals. They still scored them. That's just insane that he can score four in a, in a game like that. Soros had 27 saves and the shutout. He doesn't get many shutouts because his defense usually collapses on him. But, hey, win a six to nothing, win a one to nothing. All means the same. They had the losses. They hosted the Boston Bruins two to nothing. You get a shutout, and then you give up a shutout. It has a lot to do with the fact you scored six goals in the game. Usually means you don't score much in the next. Soros with 31 saves in the losing effort. They hosted the Montreal Canadiens, where they were able to win 4-3. to three. Philip Forsberg, again, found the back of the net. Uh, Kunin, Tolvainen, and Janot. Thank you guys for finally telling me how to pronounce that particular name there. Felt bad for calling him Janot, but didn't know how to say it. Soros had 20 saves in the winning effort there. Their upcoming schedule, they... Kind of get lucky. They don't have to go very far from home for a road trip. This is kind of just a little upper arc just above Nashville. As they will spend Tuesday in Detroit with a 7 p.m. puck drop there. Thursday, they will be taking on the Islanders in New York. Kind of New Jersey area. 7.30 puck drop there. 7.30 puck drop as well on Friday as they will be in New Jersey to take on the Devils. Oh, I even missed the thing about the Devils. The Devils, who just signed Jack Hughes, their big player, to an eight-year, $64 million extension. Yeah, they do not want him going elsewhere anytime soon. Maybe Nashville can hold him off on Friday. Uh, news as far as them, they have sent Michael McCarron to the Milwaukee Admirals. That is their AHL affiliate. Uh, he did a good role, and he did really good work had some really good role playing that he did while being called up. But as people get healthy, they had to move him back to Milwaukee where he will get a lot more playing time. And uh, we will see him again soon, I believe. And then they traded for future considerations. They traded for Ottawa senators, Cole Sherwood, who I believe will join McCarran in the AHL very soon. Uh, Cole has been a great player so far in the Ottawa system, mainly in Bellevue, just above the Gladiators level. We almost got a chance to see him there, but I think Cole's going to do some good things for Nashville. And then the Stadium Series sweaters. I don't know if you guys have seen these yet. They were able to announce them. Let's start with Tampa Bay. They've got the all-white with the lightning bolt designed towards the bottom that uh, has has the uh, the dark blue that they like to use. It says bolts on it. Uh, it's pretty nice looking. It's going to look really good under. It's going to look really good under the uh, lights in Nashville, and then the Predators, they have the dark blue, with kind of a yellow sash. It says Smashville on it. It's going to really pop. It's going to look great under the lights, as well. Stadium series coming up. What is that? Mid February. Should be a lot of fun. Stadium Series, they get to play outside. It's going to be cold enough in Nashville. It shouldn't have a problem. 
Uh, let's see, the Hurricanes, they have not had a great go of it recently, but they're high enough in standings where they're still fending off some people. I mean, they're still in third place, still hanging on. They're not that far away from second or first. They had the loss in Dallas 4-1, to where Coach Kaneming was the only goal scorer. Or Coach Kenny Kenny Emmy. Tried to say that way too fast. Was the lone goal scorer. Anderson, Frederick Anderson, with the 13 save. Uh, losing effort there. They lost at home versus the Ottawa Senators, who scored 3-2. Svestikov and Tara Vinen. Usually a good thing when they both score on the same night. Not when the other team scores one more than them. That's fine. Uh, Anti-Ronta with 17 saves in the losing effort there. They were able to find the winning column as they hosted Buffalo, one that was 6-2, where Trocek, Niederreiter, Ian Cole, Marty Nachos, and Tara Vinen actually put in two on this night with Anti-Ronta coming up with 32 saves to help get them back on the winning track. Tuesday they will host, or no, Tuesday they make the Canadian loop as they will be in Winnipeg, 8 p.m. puck drop there versus the Jets. The Calgary Flames will host them on Thursday with a 9 p.m. puck drop. These are all Eastern times. And on Saturday, the Edmonton Oilers will host them at 10 p.m. And for what it matters, we'll talk about it on next week's show beforehand, but Sunday they will be in Vancouver. Uh, Gladiators. Got a fun little update coming up on them here in a second. But they lost. They, they, thank goodness, we're finally out of, out of Norfolk because it was uh, not the world's best trip to Norfolk. But anytime you can play three games in a week in one city, it's nice because you can just hang around there and not worry about the travel. But they lost game number one, two to one, where Hugo Wah had the lone goal. The recently acquired Kevin Mandelays had 39 saves in the losing effort. Now, Kevin was sent to the Gladiators from Belleville so that he can get a lot more playing time. Him and Tyler Parks are going to share goaltending duties there. This guy is, is, him and Parks are 1A and 1B, all-world goalies. It's going to mean that if we can start putting two or three goals in the net, we're going to win a lot more games uh, in Gladsville. Had the win in game number two versus Norfolk, 4-1, to one, where Davison, Hugo Wah, Sylvester, and Greg Campbell all had goals. Tyler Parks had 23 saves for the victory. And then in the last game, lose that one, 4-1, to one, where Hugo Wah, that's why he gets the episode named after him, because Hugo, boy, has been all over the uh, scoreboard. Kevin Mandelis ends up with the 24 saves in the losing effort there. ECHL News. As we will pull up the schedule. Let's see. We will quickly pull this up. We'll talk about their upcoming game. But the ECHL had a groundbreaking moment where Laura Schmedlin is going to be the first female referee in ECHL history. She worked herself up through the ranks. 
and good for Laura. This is a, it, that means it's only just like the NFL. We're going to see uh, female referees and officials in the ECHL. Then we're going to see the AHL, and then finally the NHL. And I welcome it. It's great. It's equal opportunity, and she worked herself through the ranks just like everybody else. Now let's see. Another gladiators have a couple. Uh, what their upcoming games are. Maybe we can get those up. Here we go. And we can get them up. Either way, I will talk about regular season standings. We'll talk about the Gladiators at the end. Regular season standings for the NHL. As I said, Carolina's hanging on to third with 33 points. They are two behind the Rangers for second, who just lost their starting goalie, and the surging Capitals, who are three points ahead of them, and they have Ovechkin, who just got goal number 750 in his career. Pittsburgh, 27 and fourth, 24 for number five, Columbus. Sixth place is the New Jersey Devils with 22, 20 for Philadelphia, and the Islanders have 14 in one of the greatest collapses so far. They were a playoff team last year. That's insane. In the Atlantic, Florida has a one-point lead with 37 over Toronto with 36. Tampa Bay with 32. They are the back-to-back champs, so they're still in it. 29 for Detroit, 25 for Boston, 19 for Buffalo, four, or 15 for Montreal and the Ottawa Senators, who are keeping with their uh Slow pace is with 13. Here's a good thing, Glass fans. The fact that Ottawa is struggling and liking to play a lot of their new players and a lot of their rookies means that a lot of Gladiator players might get called up to Bellevue and eventually into the Ottawa system. In the West, you got in the Central Division, Minnesota with 35 points. They actually hold a 7-point lead. Over second place, St. Louis, who has 28. 27 for Nashville in third. Fred's hanging on there. 26 for Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg. 18 for Chicago. They're redoing their entire roster. Look, the Blackhawks are going are gonna to come back up. It's probably going to be late in the year, into next year, but they did a roster overhaul, and they've got some issues to working internally. So Blackhawks fans, just hang on. And the abomination of the league, as I call them, the Arizona Coyotes with 12 points. Just baffles me that there's still a team there. In the Pacific, the Calgary Flames have 35 points. 32 for Edmonton. 30 for Anaheim. 27 for San Jose. In fourth, 26 for Vegas. In fifth place, the LA Kings have 22, Seattle with 20, and 18 for Vancouver. A lot of, lot of big races still in there. Let's see if we can find those upcoming games. Great radio, I'm aware. Let's see. And 
here we go. For the week of the 6th through the 12th. On Wednesday, they will host Jacksonville, the Icemen, 7 p.m. puck drop. They will host Orlando on Friday, 7.30 puck drop there. And on Saturday, they will host the Greenville Swamp Rabbits at 7.30 puck drop there. Here's my big announcement about the Glads. That is Marvel Superhero Night. As it always goes, if you see me at a game, We'll take a picture, you put it on social media, you tag us, we send you swag. Or maybe I'll bring it the next game on there. Either way, we figured that out. Here's the big announcement. Myself and two of the newest hockey fans, who may not realize they are hockey fans, my little nephews are going to be at this game. Now let's not bum rush everybody, I don't want them to get scared. But if you see me, come over and say hello, we'll work out the swag. But it's Marvel Night. It's Gladiators Night. They're hosting the Swamp Rabbits. You know these two teams are going to go at it. Hugo Wah is probably going to score a goal. My guess is Sylvester maybe will as well. I'm looking forward to seeing either Tyler Parks or uh, Kevin Mandelis in one of these games. be the first game of the year for me to go to. Hopefully it's one of the top games you want to go to as well. But hey, that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it possible for us to come on here and talk hockey each and every week. And I am Jeremy the Impact York. You can follow us on Twitter at Check. You can find us on all the other social medias at the Impact 99. We'll find me on any other place. We'll see you guys Saturday at Marvel Superhero Night. We'll see you guys next week. Go watch hockey.